0: Chapter Nine of The Old Tobacco Shop. This is a LibriVox recording. All LibriVox recordings are in the public domain. For more information or to volunteer, please visit LibriVox.org. Recording by Nancy Cochran Girkan, Gilbert, Arizona. The Old Tobacco Shop by William Bowen. Chapter Nine. The Odor of Sanctity. While Toby was gone, Aunt Amanda explained to the two old men about the sailor man from China and about his gift of the map which was lying on the table. They were just at the end of their discussion when Toby returned, bringing with him the church warden, puffing and blowing with the unusual exertion of walking, and without his pipe. Toby introduced him to Mr. Punch and the two old codgers, and drew him up to the table, and showed him the map, explaining at the same time how it came there. The church warden examined the map carefully, while the others all looked at him. He finally put down the map, settled himself in a chair, folded his hands across his fat stomach, blew out his cheeks, and said, My opinion is that what we ought to do is to... I've considered the matter carefully, from all sides, and I think we ought to... Of course you may not agree with me, but I think the best thing to do would be to... "'Unless, of course, some of you may think of something better, "'but if you don't, then I can't say as there's anything better to do than to—' "'At this moment there came a sound from the street outside, "'which made everyone but Aunt Amanda jump to his feet. "'It was a sound of running feet, mixed with strange cries, "'not very loud, but somehow blood-curdling. "'It was evident that someone was in trouble.' Freddie and the five men rushed from the room and through the shop and into the street. The street was very dark, except for a gas lamp at the opposite corner. A white figure was running down the pavement towards the shop door, with frantic speed, and behind him, evidently chasing him, came a crowd of little dark creatures, hard to make out in the dim light. It was these creatures who were making the little blood-curdling cries, In a moment they had come so near that the party about the shop door could see what they were. In front, running desperately with leaps and bounds, and panting for breath, came a tall slim man all in tight-fitting white clothes, with a dead white face and a white hairless head, and after him, tumbling on pell-mell, was a perfect riot of little red imps, with little horns on their foreheads, and little tails behind them all trying to spear the white man with the wicked little pitchforks which they carried, and to seize him with their claws. Freddy thought they were precisely like the imps he had seen at Hamlin's Superba. When the white man reached the shop door, they had nearly caught him. He paused at that moment, looked wildly about him, saw the open door of the shop, and dashed in and banged the door to behind him. The imps came tumbling up and hesitated an instant before the men at the door and in that instant the church warden showed the most unexpected presence of mind. He quickly reached behind him and drew a small bottle out of his pocket and pulled out the cork and sprinkled a few drops of its contents on the ground before him. A sharp, penetrating odor immediately filled the air. It was so intense that it made the tears come into Freddy's eyes, but what it did to the wild mob of imps was almost beyond belief as they got their first whiff of it they tumbled back over one another in a mad effort to get away but they could not get away from the odor quick enough it caught them and held them so that in a moment they could not move they stood fixed and fast and silent in another moment they began to melt away and in two minutes they had vanished actually vanished where they stood each and every one before the very eyes of the astonished party before the door blimey if i ever see the like said mr punch never knew my odor of sanctity to fail once said the churchwarden coolly hardly ever go out without it there ain't a witch or an imp or a bad spirit of any kind whatever can stand up against my odor of sanctity if he once gets a couple of good whiffs of it out of this little bottle just a few drops from the bottle and a few sniffs and poof they're done for no sir "'There ain't no perfumery in the world "'like odor of sanctity.' "'On the floor of the shop "'they found the poor white man "'lying completely exhausted. "'They asked him to explain, "'but he could not speak. "'Mr. Toby and Mr. Punch, "'one on each side, "'supported him into the back room "'and sat him down in a chair "'before Aunt Amanda. "'She held up her hands in astonishment. "'The man was certainly a strange-looking man. "'They plied him with questions.' but he touched his tongue with his finger and shook his head. He could not speak. He was dumb. Freddy, after one long look at him under the gaslight, knew who he was. "'It's Mr. Hanlon!' he cried in great excitement. "'It's Mr. Hanlon!' The dumb man looked at Freddy and smiled and nodded his head. He rose to his feet, shook Freddy's hand, and made a graceful bow to the whole company. It's Mr. Hanlon, sure enough, said Toby, still being chased by the imps. Pretty near got him that time, too. But he got away, safe and sound, after all, didn't he, eh? And all the party, including Mr. Hanlon himself, laughed with delight. And when the churchwarden pulled out his little perfume bottle and showed it around, and explained to Mr. Hanlon what it had done, the poor man was so overcome that he put his head down on the churchwarden's shoulder and wept. "'This'll never do,' cried Toby. "'Ain't we never, never going to get down to this here map? "'I never see such a time as I've had trying to examine this here map. "'One thing right after another. "'Mr. Hanlon, I'll tell you what it's about, "'and then you can see it for yourself. "'Would you like to stay here with our little party? "'It's a good deal safer than out of doors.' "'Mr. Hanlon nodded eagerly and smiled. And Toby explained everything to him and showed him the map. Now, said Toby, when that was done, speak up, Warden, and finish what you was a sayin'. End of Chapter Nine. Recording by Nancy Cochran Gergen, Gilbert, Arizona.